I need to get a new cover for my chair because every time I stand up, I realise it's rather lurid green. I moved the Corona boxes from my bin because I thought that just looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you do have to keep checking your background yeah, when you're about to go on, on Zoom with people. While the salons are closed, we are taking advantage of all our contacts in the diary. Yeah, absolutely. Who have you got joining us today? So we've got Andrew Jose, who I have not seen for years. I know you said he came to Colourwell, but I somehow missed him, so that would be great. Um, and joining him is Danilo Giangreco, I think you say his surname, um, who both got uh, London-based salons. Um, so Andrew is in the West End and uh, Danilo is in Fulham. So it'll be just interesting to find out from their perspective what they're doing with this month that we've got to to fill yeah um really tough for salons in city centers yeah, as well so it'd be interesting to hear what their experience is and whether they have a similar experience and how they're managing their teams yes, definitely <laughs> good bring them in, bring them in. Hello. Hello and welcome to the Respectfully Podcast. I'm Lauren Stone and I'm Nikki Pope and today we've got joining us Andrew Jose and Danny Lowe. Um, so thanks for joining us guys. We just wanted to have a chat with you because obviously we're in lockdown round two now um, So and you're two kind of London-based salons so we just wanted to find out what you're doing round two really um, and how you've learnt from round one and what you're doing differently um, to keep your teams motivated for the next month. So thanks for joining us. Hi, good morning. Good thanks morning. for having Hi, us. Hi, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Brilliant. So who's going to go first? Who's going to go first? So, so Andrew, just give us a little pricey of how many people you've got working from home or rather not working from home, just being at home. Uh, and, and what's your little setup? All of the clients, a lot of the staff were fantastic. Everyone just wanted to be in. Everyone wanted to, to, to really help put a closed or put a start to the next lockdown in a better position to the last one, which yeah. was a, a very, very slow trail off as one by one staff and clients dropped. Yeah. Uh, fortunate, <laughs> fortunately, God, dramatic. Uh, <laughs> but it was a bit like that. It was because there was so much uncertainty, at least yeah. with this, we knew we were closing um, and knew what to do. Yeah. Um, what was nice is, is that you kind of walked straight in, straight into lockdown with all the experience of the last time. Yeah. And it seems with the certainty of when we're going to open. Yeah, hopefully. And Danilo, how, how, is, uh, how has it been for you this time round? Is it a similar? Yeah, as uh, Andrew was saying, the, the, the best thing about this, if we can find one good thing about being in lockdown, is that we were much better prepared compared to the first time. Mm -hmm. So we knew we were going to close. They gave us a reopening time and date already. And as Andrew was saying, you know, all the clients started flocking in and the team, the team was just amazing. Uh, I mean, in, in my whole team, it's just six of us. Mm -hmm. But we came together as a family and, you know, we went at the salon 8 o'clock in the morning, finished at 10 in the evening, and we just made sure that everything was done and dusted and everybody was rebooked for mm -hmm. December. So, yes, the whole spirit was so much better this time. Yeah. Uh, although we were all annoyed this was going to happen, but we knew how to tackle it. Have you both put your staff on furlough or are they...? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think I found that the actually what was put in place for us quite quickly last time yeah. has been a very good fit for our business. Really? Yes. We're lucky we employ everyone and so yeah. everyone got 80% of a basic salary mm -hmm. um, 
we weren't able to top their salaries up to where they would normally be, mm-hmm. but um, everyone was able to live, everyone was able to pay their rent, no one had any expenses because no, no one could go do anything. So um, it, from that point, I think that the hairdressing industry, we've been quite fortunate. Yeah. yeah. What about in terms of premises then? Because you've both got quite prime places in London. How have, how have you worked it with your landlords? And... Well, that's been... Um... That's been a bit harder. Well, mm. first of all, we're not paying any rates and the council, uh, they, they gave us a grant for the right. time that we were closed. So that was very helpful. And has that but, happened again this time? Uh, not yet. With the landlords, the situation, it is a bit tricky because we have very long leases mm. signed and you know they always have this piece of paper that just show it to your face and they go like, oh, you know, I've got your signature here. And, uh, but I must say with my landlord, I have been, I've been really working him <laughs> because, because at the end I've got, I've got some discount. I also uh, was able to get this month off completely. Oh, so that was, that was very helpful. Yeah. But all of the arrears, I know that we're going to have to repay next year at some point. So that's yes. going to be a, another chapter. Yeah, it's a big stress. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And... Well, I'm, I'm, I'd love to learn your technique for working <laughs> the landlord. Um, I, <laughs> I've had no such, uh, no such success. Unfortunately, we, we aren't or weren't uh, eligible for a grant oh. um, from our council. Um, and the best we've got is a deferred rent. Oh, okay. So all we have now is, is that we have a debt of uh, four months. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. And then I, we literally have just started sort of overpaying our monthly rent as soon as we reopened, which uh-huh. would just addre- address the uh, backlog of rent over a two-year period. Um, as... as Danilo says, they literally, you sign a lease, you put your name down, you agree to pay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was interesting. We just, we, we've been in our, our premises for, gosh, uh, a long time, about 28 years wow. now. And I just um, decided, as part of the, our lease came to an end and I, and I re-signed. And as part of the uh, signing bonus, if you like, we got five months rent free, and oh. now um, here we are, sort of less than a year later, <laughs> and we've had uh, five months income free. Income free, yeah. <laughs> Not so, quite um, how you planned it. Uh, so, so the you know the the benefits are. Um, it is stressful. Are hard to find. And uh, equally, speaking to hairdressers in areas not too far away, maybe even the same borough, sort of Covent Garden in those areas, I think the rent uh, is the biggest stress. Currently, are you protected from being evicted? I think landlords can't take action until the end of the year. Is that right? Well, no, I think you get three months grace. Yeah. So therefore, if you you go over three months in arrears, then they can take you to court. Um, The interesting thing is, is that, that, but there was a caveat on that. And they said, but even then, you better have a very good reason why you're taking your tenant to court. Because, in other words, the courts won't look favourably no. on yeah. any type of eviction. Especially at uh, this time. Yeah. yeah. But that said, if, if you've got a good spot, 
you know, the landlord can always let it. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it. that's the power they've got over you. Yeah. What were the key differences in your um, footfall or, or client um, relations in that time from pre-COVID? Did you have a big drop-off in clientele? Has it really hit you with people not being in the city centre? Well, can I ask, um, um, Andrew, where are you based exactly? Uh, I'm based in the West End in Charlotte Street, which okay. is, so is, which you, is it, between Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Circle. Oh, yeah, 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 I know exactly. Um, and you're in Fulham, be, is that right? Yeah, yeah. there's Fulham, Fulham Road, yes. Yeah. Um, the area where, um, where we're based is very uh, residential. So for us, the summer has always been bad anyway because mm-hmm. all of the families leave Go out ch- to yeah, they ch- and, yeah. yeah, for six weeks. So we literally had the time to reopen, be super busy for three weeks until the end of July. And then August, I rotated the team back in, four, in furlough. So they did two weeks each okay. and, until school started again. But overall, the difference has been massive. I estimate that we're working at 30% less compared to the same time the previous year. Over the year, it's going to be 30%. We had, in, in, in October, and we were, um, it's such an emotional, uh, we worked hard in October, and we basically, we were going to hit the same numbers as we did the year before. Wow. And I was really encouraged by that. Yeah. And of course, then, we were shut down again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of had my mind very focused on, okay, but how can we keep this momentum into November? And the tr- truth is, that who knows what would have happened. But we had sort of pulled it back. We had a, when we opened in July, we were very busy for three weeks. And then August was, you know, August's always rubbish, yeah. but it was um, probably 30% down. September, a little bit less, 20% down. On October, we pulled it back and we, we, we kind of got back on track to it. What we don't have, um, but I'll put a caveat to that, and that's that our prices were higher this year than they were last year. Okay. Same thing. You know, and, and if I went into it, then, you know, an accountant will come out with a more accurate figure for you, but I don't do that. <laughs> um, the um, There is... No one in the West End. All of the offices are empty. Yeah. Um, there is no footfall in Charlotte Street. Uh, we had, by the middle of October, we had had six people walk through the door to ask to get their hair done. Right. And that was yeah. in a period of 14 wow. weeks. Wow. I mean, it was it was literally, you could count on two what hands. What were you it doing was, in October then to kind of pull it back? What? Um, I, uh, a lot of, well, all the, all the stuff that everyone does, a lot of text marketing, a lot of email marketing, uh, refreshing the website, making sure, looking at all the, you know, this is, is, is what you do when you have time. You look at all the bits of the client journey, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the externally and how people contact and relate with your business yeah. and try and take out as many glitches as possible mm. and to really uh, keep our level of engagement up yeah. um, as high as possible with all of our, the social media stuff mm-hmm. and 
uh, every opportunity that came so that, I mean, we did very little at London Fashion Week, but what we did, we worked it yeah. to death. So rebuilding confidence and visibility. Yeah, and, 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 and also giving confidence to customers. Mm. In a, not all, but 20% of the customers are terrified to come to the salon. Yeah. You know, they're really genuinely scared. Mm-hmm. And so you have to, rather than giving up on them or getting frustrated with them, you have to literally keep in contact, hold their hand in whatever way possible, mm. be it virtually, to encourage them to actually come and see us in the West End. You know, for, for many of them, coming to the hairdressers is the first time in five or six months yep. that they've even entered central London. Yeah, yeah. And Danilo, how about your team? Have you had to rebuild or had to work at getting them to feel confident to come to work? Was that an issue after the first lockdown? Well, uh, yes, we've had some members of the team that were a bit more concerned compared to others. Of course, we're all different, I guess. And so to uh, those that were a bit more reluctant to come to work, unless there were, I mean, we took all the measures that were to be taken, to be honest. But still you have, as Andrew said, some people are terrified to be with other people and our job is <laughs> a people's job. You know, you have to be there with them and in close proximity. So we've had some members of the team that were a bit scared, but uh, with, um, with one-to-one sort of meetings and a bit of training, a bit of uh, personal reassurance, I've tried to respect their space and their decisions as much as possible in a way that uh, we could still work together and they were still able to take home a good salary and contribute to the business survival at the end. Mm-hmm. And I think, as Andrew was saying, really keeping in contact and keeping, uh, rather than getting frustrated, uh, keeping a sweet word with this kind of character mm-hmm. always works best. Yeah. You know, having the one-to-one sit down whenever you have time, it's usually the, the, the approach I take. And, and make sure, because I think it is, it's, it's all in the mind, you know, mm-hmm. since all surfaces are clean and sterilized and we're using disposable gowns and we're wearing masks and face coverings, I think the place is very secure, but still people are scared. So when you approach them on a more emotional level, I think you can really pull them in and let them play as a team and be obviously less scared and feel safer. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, December is... A massive month for hairdressing. How are you preparing, well, using this time, I guess, to prepare for going back in December? How are you going to ensure that you do kind of come back? Um, personally, I've got a list of things that I wrote down before, actually on the last day before we went into lockdown. Um, I'm looking to refresh the website. I, I was actually looking to um, have a new website completely. Oh, wow. All updated with the latest collections. And uh, we have a new member of the team joining as well. And uh, just really have keeping a fresh appearance, engaging on social media. And this time around, compared to the first lockdown, mm. I'm engaging a lot more with the team. Yeah. So we've already set two Zoom meetings a week where we will do a bit of training because I think for some people it's easier 
to slack off and almost forget yeah. how to do the things that we do every day. So I think, uh, yeah, really concentrating on refreshing the appearance of, uh, of the salon mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, and on the team, really working on the team. Yeah. It's the main asset at the end of the day that we have. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, what's your, your plan um, of action for well, your, your tribe? <laughs> well, first of all, to make the environment great for when they come back. Basically, when people walk in, the, uh, the staff will walk in, then they'll walk into a fresh environment. Yeah. All the Christmas decorations will be up. Oh, amazing. So all of that will be there, so that they walk into a kind of a twinkly, sparkly place, yeah. which will be really nice. So um, I think the first new Christmas decorations arrived yesterday here, so that would be nice. Um, December will take care of itself. One, one thing that... Um, I, I, I didn't do the first time, and I haven't done this time, is that I, I let all of our automatic marketing continue throughout the whole of the last lockdown and this lockdown. And I set the program that people had to pay 100% for every booking that they made in advance. Oh. And this did two things. It meant that we have continuous income however small it is mm -hmm. throughout the time that we're closed and because of the way uh, we no longer have in between appointments for the clients to enable the area to be serviced and cleansed and dispatched before the next clients arrive then there's plenty of time for upselling as well yeah. so basically the average bill is going up because of the way that they're booking, having to pay in advance. Mm -hmm. And then when they're there, people like spending money. So therefore, think that the important stuff, which is the, the upselling, um, the re our rebooking, which was always pretty good, is now really good. Yeah. Um, and our product sales, because if you can get people to pay in advance, they spend more when they're in the salon. Yeah. These are sort of things that we should keep going. I mean, it's actually you know, jumping six to 12 months ahead, these practices, do you think you'll keep them in place? Because... Um, I will. I won't, I won't leave it at 100% pay. Um, I will make it optional too. But, but certainly the other stuff, um, I think it does, it's an opportunity that, that the clients have become trained mm -hmm. in some of, the things, some of the struggles that we have, which yeah. is rebooking, yeah. product sales, yeah, yeah. you know, all of that stuff. Be more mindful of it. And Danilo, are you going ahead, have you booked out December? Are you working on the basis that, yes, we are going to come back to work when they say, or are you sceptical, are you, are you holding, or are you just saying, right, let's fill out the appointments and then we'll take it from there? So um, we have started rebooking December from the moment. I mean, we usually rebook clients. We tend to rebook our colours every four weeks and the haircuts between six to eight um, our rebooking rate is not as high as it should be and it is something that I continuously try to work on. But yes, we did book all of December from the 3rd. Uh, um, although some people were saying, some, some member of the staff were saying, we're not sure last time they gave us the first three weeks and then we stayed closed for three and a half months. I thought, you know what, I don't think they will do this. I want to be optimistic. Let's start booking from the third. And if anything happens, if on the second they say we're extending lockdown, so be it. At least we make sure that we have December all booked out until yeah. the 24th. 
and we have some security that we actually are going back to work and the mind the mindset is already there yeah yeah no i agree with yeah that. i completely agree with that yeah i think so i think so so overall sort of throughout the first lockdown and now through this one have either of you found much support or um, community from hairdressing so let's go with support first so sort of bodies industry bodies industry media for example has that been either a source of information or comfort or support in a significant way or <laughs> okay I, I go... <laughs> who wants to get out of answering that I one go, i go first okay i go first uh the support i think uh personally i i always check on the national hairdressing and barbering federation page on instagram because that's on their website because they keep it updated quite often and yeah. uh, and they refer back to the government informations anyway so it's very very precise uh in terms of support in general from the industry i thought that the first lockdown was bloody amazing if i can say i um um i was contacted by other hairdressers to do all of these wonderful lives on on instagram and we've had i i thought that through social media channels the support was amazing i think what i really loved about it was the fact that a lot of the big names put their ego aside and i'm not saying people have egos but you know everybody felt like they do <laughs> <laughs> i mean we all we all have egos anyway yeah. and we all came together um i was doing uh, i think we did one together nikki yeah, on, we did, yeah. Uh, on yeah uh, that is coffee breaks at 11 o'clock in the morning quick and short um yeah half an hour chat just to just to chat really and to see how people are doing and i saw a lot of people doing that and i loved it i thought the support uh in that sense was great um other kind of support um you know we've had it from the government i guess and yeah. and as so andrew no, was you, saying we were yeah. very lucky yeah yeah um we made full use of everything that was available um uh the councils um the way that they boiled down the regulations was very useful mm-hmm. and i was able to pick up and make sure that we had we were following all of the rules yeah. um carefully which well, was well initially was they good. changed quite a lot quite quickly didn't they exactly and, and, and then suddenly you know you're on for visors and yeah. masks yeah. and then you know and and all of that stuff it was just to make sure one of the uh, frustrating things of being uh, where we are in london is is that whenever there's a spot check the spot checkers come yeah. along and they just go oh there's a salon and they walk on on us mm-hmm. and so therefore if we're not doing something we get caught yeah. straight away so we have to do absolutely everything yeah. all the time regardless of my neighbors um what we did what i did is, is that i i was online a lot and i found all of the things that i thought were valuable and i targeted different members of staff with different thing content that i wanted them to watch and so each person in a, in a in a you know i'd like to say i did this with planning but i didn't i did it instinctively that everything that i saw that i thought would be of value to a certain individual then i would direct them 
to yeah. make time for this. Mm -hmm. And so each person had a different training program and there was tons of good stuff out there. Um, I thought it was just fantastic that uh, you, you were down there and was talking about the, the famous names, the fact that Sassoon's went online free. Yeah. yeah, you know, and yeah. they were giving doing diploma courses for nothing, yeah. um, and there were a couple of my guys who got so much out of that. You know, it was just such a wonderful thing that they mm -hmm. did, um, and uh, entertainment. You know, there was stuff that was just simply joyful. Yeah, um, which you know, which which terrific, and, and the fact that there were people struggling through you know through the difficulties of lockdown, but still managing to do inspirational collections, mm -hmm. which they shared all the techniques on, um, which were just really the joy of hairdressing. Yeah. Um, one of them, um, I was chatting to a, a neighbour uh, salon, um, one of the uh, Aveda concept salons, and I was chatting to him. And I said, one of the hardest things that I found after reopening, strangely, was that some of the joy had left. <laughs> um, the business and that was that yes we were there you know it didn't matter if you were busy but you were you th there was such a quiet atmosphere in the salon we're yeah. all Fearful. two meters Fearful. we're all yeah. two meters apart yeah. uh, it's very personal with your client who may or may you know depending on how they're feeling but there was that kind of banter that makes the fun of being a hairdresser it was missing and that was um and i think some of that although it's very different but some of that joy if you like came through the social media that was um absolutely i agree free and available to all of us i'm aware dinlo did you actually shoot did you actually create imagery or you were releasing collections and things during the summer so you? the the actual time in lockdown I've spent uh, creating two collections. One was the main one that we shot as soon as we were allowed, which was towards the end, uh, sort of towards the end of July, mid yeah. towards the, I don't remember the date now. Um, and it was, it was honestly insane. The moment I stepped out in the studio, I thought, I'm not even sure we should be doing this. It's the models were scared. The makeup artist wasn't allowed to put makeup on. So God. they they had to have uh, little little no, li no little boxes with uh, already prepared brushes and and makeup for each model, and then from two meters apart, the makeup artist will guide the model and tell her exactly where to put the makeup. So I thought, what well, honestly, like <laughs> <laughs> investing all of this money and having you know DIY makeup, you know. But with all the due respect, at the end they did a fantastic job, oh, and, I was, and I was now, thank you, and I was happy. And then we did another one, an avant-garde, but that was more like of an experiment uh, that we shot in the salon with a photographer who was a friend of mine and a stylist who was a friend of mine. That was a sort of a smaller budget uh, shoot. But it did finalize surprisingly <laughs> at, at, at uh, the big one awards, and that was uh, that was amazing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But I, we really used the time during lockdown to think about the two collections. And Andrew, you brought some of your team to the Color World TV recording yeah. in early September, which again was a big ask. Um, you know, we it was still a big deal. They, they were desperate to get out. <laughs> 
I can Desperate. imagine. <laughs> Desperate. I was seething with jealousy. <laughs> Just thought, ah, oh. you know. But if you saw, if I did a colour, that really would be interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, but was that important to them? Was it? it, was, to it you? you know what? It was really important to me. It was absolutely. Um, it, you know, it's why. Uh, I, you know, I like to think that out of all of the all of the team have creative ambition, yeah. and uh, fulfilling that is is not always the easy. Um, and that was a wonderful way, and it was great for me. You know, I came along and watched, and it was terrific to see uh, one person in particular, uh, Jess, who I hadn't ever seen do a presentation outside of the salon. And in fact, she was in her element. She yeah. was just absolutely loving it, enjoying herself. And each one of them, it really, uh, in truth, I think it gave great value to our, to, to our business, to my business, uh, because it reassured, after such a long period of uncertainty, mm. it gave them reassurance that they were in the right place. Yeah. Um, you know, which was terrific. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, no, um, and then likewise, I went back into the studio about six weeks ago. And for me, it was like walking in to, to like your favourite home. <laughs> and I walked in and went, oh, it's just fantastic. <laughs> you know, and I was the person who got told off for not having my PPE. Oh. <laughs> because I'd be... Because I'd be literally be head down and in the end I've got my mask under my chin and I'm standing next to someone yeah. and, and, and sort of talking passionately about something. And, um, and everyone is standing around going, pointing, <laughs> you know, like, okay, oh, I'm really sorry, so bring it back up again. But I had so much fun. Yeah, I mean, so. so much fun. Yeah. It was just terrific. I think we're pretty much out of time, Lauren, yeah. Uh, we've got a, that was so is yeah so interesting <laughs> talking very to you passionately. What's <laughs> yeah. just just quickly then? Let's just quickly end asking each of you. So just going forward for the next few weeks and possibly I know you know we've still got to get through to the spring and you know potentially we will be find ourselves in other times of of having to close the salons. Danilo, I'll come to you first. What would be your advice to another salon owner listening to this, wherever they are? What What do you think, okay, this is how I'm getting through and this is what, you know, if you had to hang on to one piece of advice or attitude or something that's kept you feeling? Uh, wow, that's a big responsibility. <laughs> um, I would say uh, that's the one thing that I've learned through first lockdown and this one that you know, don't wait to do anything. You're thinking of renovating something, hiring a person or going for a course, doing a photo shoot, do it now. There is no better time than doing it now. And also, don't concentrate on the problems. You know, problems keep coming. Mm -hmm. Just concentrate on, the, try to find the solutions and try to keep, I know it sounds cheesy, but try to stay as positive as possible because it's too easy to give up and it's too easy to be moaning all the yeah. time. I think, yeah. you know, everybody does that already. We need more people to help other people. So yeah. just hang on in there because this is over soon. Yeah. Energy is infectious. Absolutely. Or, I agree. If, that's the right, I agree. if I'm allowed to say that without it sounding a bit weird. But energy, energy is catching. Andrew. Uh, I'd say enjoy these few weeks because this will never happen again. God willing, I mean, 
I've been in business for a long time and this is never this happened. is be, never happened it's beyond any recession that mm-hmm. we've ever had any of those little jobs that that will make life easier when you go back do them get them in place you're going to be rushed off your feet in december so really just make the most of this time and try and make it special do your christmas shopping before you uh, yes get yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. That's great advice. Thank you. Oh, lovely to see you both and to and to hear how you're doing. And there's there's a lot in there to reflect on. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Have a nice day. much to Andrew and Danilo for joining us today. That's a fantastic podcast um, with some really insightful ideas to keep you all busy during this Yeah, and they're both so positive, which they I think, were, you know, were. positive but realistic, because I think sometimes you don't want somebody who's in la-la land thinking, oh, you know, this will all be fine, because yeah. it is tough and people are going through really hard times. But we all find different ways of coping so really really good to hear what they're doing yeah, fantastic and if you liked what you heard please uh, listen to some more they're all on the respect respect.me website um and scroll down um now and look at the notes and don't forget to rate and review us on itunes to push us up the charts thanks for Brilliant. listening everyone bye thank you bye